Hey, what's going on, guys? Dom the Movie Nerd here, and have you heard the good word? Game of Thrones is back! Well, not really, but the first official spinoff, House of the Dragon, is set to premiere next year on HBO, and that got me thinking about how Game of Thrones, the number one most-watched show for a decade, just seemingly disappeared from the culture after that god-awful finale. And I wanted to find out why, which is why I'm proud to present the newest hit show from the Talking TV network, Talking Thrones, the new weekly show where myself and friend of the channel, Professor Pat Huber, get together to break down each and every single episode of this hit show. We've got focus character segments, we break down the lore, we go over some old reviews, all to get to the question of where did this show go wrong? It's a really fun time. You guys are not going to want to miss this. So head over to the Talking TV channel on YouTube and Spotify to check it out. We go live every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Audio goes up the following Saturday. It's going to be a really great time as we once again battle it out for the throne. People, I don't know how we did it, but we are here. We are live for the first time in what feels like forever for our official 100th podcast episode. Chris, we did it, man. I don't know how. I don't know. I, I was just looking at the numbers over the last couple of months leading up to this. I thought it was going to be the Suicide Squad. I thought that was officially going to be like our first one. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's the week after Suicide Squad. But like, man, where's your head at? With, with just, I'm sorry, but just to say it, everything we've accomplished. Oh, no, you're muted. You're muted. I can't hear oh, you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you had your pedal on. Yeah, the pedal, man, the foot pedal. The pedal. Listen, let's just get into the damn show, and we're going to talk all about this. But I'm excited yes. to be here, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, all that more. You guys know the drill. Roll that intro, Chris. <laughs> get started of course just shout out to luke for of course staying up until god only knows whatever hour it is over in latvia but thanks for being a trooper luke and showing up it means a lot i still can't believe that we're at 100 episodes it's absolutely nuts oh man just i mean chris we started this podcast back in 2019 jay it has been far too long my friend what is going on chris we started this podcast back in 2019 back when uh you know you and i was fresh out of college and you were just looking to reconnect with some people. Right. And uh, man, like, oh, it's still surreal for me to think about everything that we've done since then. You know, like we, we've recapped, obviously, just how what the pandemic did ultimately for us as a channel. And now we're ultimately at a spot where, I, again, like, no, it's never a good idea to be comfortable. But we're at a spot where we're constantly growing. We're constantly getting more people each and every time we put up a video. But man, like, I just wanted to talk about that for a second, because like just everything I feel like that we've done for the channel so far has been completely surreal. Your paddle, again. I think I'm having some technical difficulties on the 100th episode. Uh, I think so. It seems like uh, it's par for the course, huh? Because it hasn't been easy the entire time, and I think that's actually an, like an excellent segue. But, you know, like we had some weeks where we didn't know if we'd get an episode up. I really don't think we ever missed a week, which is incredible to think about. But it's like we set a goal, and it's obviously been a, a project of passion still is this hasn't made us anywhere near millionaires by any means but it's cool to have a community you know to have luke staying up till god knows what time it is in latvia to have jay hey, he said it he said it five in the mix. 
yeah, it's just, it's awesome. And, and we have people coming in the chat more and more as the night goes on and it's incredibly humbling. And I appreciate it a lot as I'm, as I'm sure you do, Dom, because like oh, we work really absolutely. hard at this, you know, like, yeah. yes, it's a project of passion, but we have dreams and aspirations. And so I, I just love this community and I love doing this show, man. And a hundred's crazy. Cheers I to a hundred more, honestly. I, I mean, it, it's, it's just, uh, I, I mean, it, it's crazy because like you said, it's a matter of like, we, we started this out and I thought it was just like, yeah, this is just for fun. You know, and it, it'll be kind of like a good way for me to like, you know, get my mental stability back after everything I went through my last year of college. And it ended up turning into essentially my second job. Like I even regard it. It's like this is literally my second job with the amount of time and hours that I put into this. And everyone has constantly been talking to me and being like, yo, everything that you're doing, you're like basically like a full time producer. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's just for fun. And then I look at this whole thing and I'm like, oh, fuck, I've put this many hours into this. Like, I'm like, damn, I must I must really, really enjoy this is all right. I got to say. I mean, look, I mean, we're all kind of narcissistic in our own way. Who doesn't like listening to this? out of their own voice especially me am i right but i mean look this has been an absolute dream come true like i love every single minute of this i wouldn't trade this up for anything just being able to like talk with movies and knowing that even if even on the nights that they are like the viewership is a little low that there's somebody out there that is just like willing to tune in and willing to hear our thoughts and opinions on there it gives me hope for like the future of movies hope for like the future of us as a species if i'm being completely honest i know that's putting us on a little bit of a pedestal but like i'll just say it right here we're like like we talk about things like factually i'll say we'll talk we talk about things like intellectually or at least we try to we try to give movies their just dessert right it feels like movies have become just kind of this disposable thing that people just like joke around with and just make memes about but like they could there's still so much more and that's kind of exactly what we're trying to do here is have still have like intellectual thoughtful discussions about you know what is what exists in today's modern day form as art you know and like whether that's in youtube videos or TikTok videos or whatever the form exists, you know, there's always going to be people like us around talking about this stuff because it's fun and because we like it and because it gives us something to do that lets us expand our minds a little bit. You know, I don't know if you feel exactly the same way, but like that's kind of I feel like what I the, as I've learned more about myself as time has gone on, like they're like, like that's kind of more of what I find is like the reason for why I continue to gravitate towards, you know, towards movies just in general. No, yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's it's kind of like why we started this, at least in my perspective, was we're, we're really just giving you guys like the conversations that Dom and I would have going to grab lunch in the middle of film school, or uh, just just hanging out and just talking about movies and all that, you know. So it, it's yes, I I, I agree. With that. <laughs> I missed that watch along, the watch along where we barely talked about the movie in general. Oh, you mean every watch along? But yeah, watch <laughs> no, along. No, no, no. Not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> we may have to bring those back. Uh, I also yeah. want to shout out my friend Snow in the chat. Thanks for, for tuning in. You know, she's watched quite a few and she's been a bit of a silent lit watcher sometimes, although she did comment a lot during the Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah, series. She did. But I appreciate uh, I appreciate it. And we, we, we both uh, thank you for coming. But yeah, man, I, you know, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, I think if I'm being completely honest, maybe I would have wanted to have been a little further along the road of like podcasting success but the fact that we even got here the fact that on a monday night at 10 p.m we have people from all over the world literally commenting and tuning in it's more than most get and i'm truly humbled and truly thankful for it because we don't do it for a dollar sign we do it for the passion and and yeah at the risk of uh redundancy i, I think you guys are kind of getting the point here we are in your debt and very thankful to have you guys with us yes, for sure absolutely absolutely so like i said this is going to be a little more of a loose freeform discussion we don't necessarily have any topics per se like we have stuff that we want to talk about per se but like i said this is just a casual fun hang you know we're here to take questions you know we we missed the q a's we wanted to bring that back it's been too long since we've had one of those so if you guys have any questions for us leave them in the comment section below we'd love to answer them because it's just been a minute and honestly the last time that we had one of these q a's we actually got like oh uh, we, we found out a lot about ourselves that we didn't even really know about so definitely please 
please leave those below. Yeah, like you, you read Naruto. Yeah, right. That's, that's crazy. Still, way. I mean, I mean, I don't know what's crazier: the fact that like you didn't know, like you finding that out, or me like surprising myself. I was like, huh, maybe I do like anime a little bit more than I gave myself credit for. You know, I mean, I occasionally like watching. It was it, an interesting. But, it was an interesting stream to say the least. Yeah. What do we have? Like, an, what do we have? Like an entire hour long discussion about like Billy Joel or something like that. We talked about Billy Joel for a minute. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always talking about Billy Joel. Well, I know, but like specifically for on the podcast, <laughs> you know, uh, Matt, happy to sure, ha- happy sure. to have you tune in as always. Uh, what's it called, Matt? Le- Matt, leave us your thoughts in the comments on on the ep- on the first episode of What If. You know, be be interested to hear your thoughts on that, especially since obviously that's animated, so that's not going to get nearly probably as much of a t- like global attention as far as like the live action Marvel shows. But uh, yeah, so Chris, I-, I had a question. So have you been uh, have you been keeping up with Game of Thrones? Uh, just in general, Game of Thrones. You mean even though it's been off the air, that I've even seen though it's been off the air for like eight episodes, you know what I meant. You know where I was going with this. <laughs> uh, no, I, I once I realized that you and Pat were more than capable of producing an amazing show. I kind of because originally I was obviously they don't know this, but I was going to watch along each week to sub in in case something happened. But you guys are crushing it, man. So yeah. I obviously have seen the show. I have a general knowledge of the show. Snow's already chiming in with hashtag Team Stark. I agree. But I just, I'm not keeping up because there's so much to watch. I mean, yeah. if you, you were talking to before the podcast about our rigorous schedule coming up September, I would say we're yeah. already in the rigorous schedule. We've just been managing five shows at once. Thank God yeah. they come out week to week. So no, yes. I haven't. But why? Why do you bring up uh, Game of well, Thrones? Well, I was just, I was just thinking because like, you know, we're, we're, we're already at the halfway point of season two, episode 15. Like, it's crazy. And like, I don't know, like, it's just a part of the thing of where it's like, you know, I'm glad that like the, it's gotten like a little bit more hype come back. Not like a lot, but like a little because I even said it is like part of the like not the thing that I hated. Well, thing that I did hate about the about the final six episodes was how Game of Thrones just seemingly vanished from the pop culture landscape. Like there was just no discussion. There were like a few like kind of videos just about like how bad the finale was and all that. And that's stuff that I was expecting. But like. Afterwards, I was just like, oh, wait, there's there like no discourse, no discussion, no nothing. Like it wasn't like like people people are still to put this in perspective. People are still talking about the lost finale, you know, and like no one was talking about Game of Thrones. And I was just like, it just made me a little bit sad, you know, because rewatching these first two seasons, it just reminds me of like how fucking good this show was when it was great, you know. And I'm really, really happy that, you know, we're seeing just like a little bit of, you know, we, we've got our own like kind of one guy that follows along with Eric. Uh, right there, and uh, I don't know. I'm we're we're getting into like kind of the meaty spots, and it's it, I don't know. We're this is a, this is an episode where we're kind of going down memory lane. So I was getting nostalgic for it a bit, you know. And to answer uh, yeah, the, for our most recent thing we've launched here on the channel. <laughs> no, 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 that that's uh, not it. Thank no, you, nostalgic, Jeff, nostalgic for watching Game of Thrones when it was on. No, the air. I know. I was just kidding. I, I didn't think kidding. that was that hard to uh, understand. Uh, Luke, I, I wanted to answer that question. Is Rorschach coming back for the Halloween videos? TBD is the answer to that. I haven't yet figured out a way in order to rework it back into the Halloween structure, but TBD. I also don't know. This might be the first year in a couple of years where I finally break the Rorschach tradition, where I don't just go with my go-to Rorschach costume for Halloween. I might, I might do something different this year. It's not, it's not yet decided, but uh, it's definitely, it's definitely something is definitely in the cards. Sure. Yeah, and and before we uh, jump to other comments and stuff, thank you so much, Jay. And Jay, it's been a while since we've seen you. What have you been into lately? What have you been watching? You always had a good taste. I'm curious to know. So uh, let us know in the comments. But I think Matt answered your question, Dom, about yes, his did. thoughts. On what if? Yeah. So let's see. Not the best. It was just First Avenger with a woman. Nothing special. It doesn't take advantage of the what if storytelling. I mean. 
oh, am I going to go into the typical Marvel comic storytelling versus Marvel versus Marvel movie and TV storytelling? I'm going to try to avoid that only because I've gone into that numerous times about the kind of the breakdown and uh, dissemination of comic book storytelling into TV storytelling. But all that I'll say is that I think my brother had a really interesting comment when um, when I was talking to him about what if. And he basically said, it's like, yeah, there were obviously going to be points where it felt rushed because they're basically trying to cram the equivalent of a movie into a half an hour episode. And that was probably honestly the best critique that I'd heard towards the show, which is I'm like, yeah, it's animated. And unlike the rest of the shows where they, where it was very clear, like how much they were going to matter in the grand scheme of things and like kind of how invested everyone became because it was essentially the continuation of the Marvel story. This really isn't that this really is kind of taking it as you will, you know, not only is it animated, but it's also kind of in its own verse where even though, yes, it is technically canon it's different aspects from the multiverse that we don't know how they're going to tie in aside from like maybe a loose comparison here or there so i'm not taking it quote unquote as seriously and and critiquing it as harsh as the rest of these shows and i gotta say it's pretty impressive from what i've seen so far it's something incredible but the uh, the spectacle obviously comes from the animation and like for me like the intrigue is seeing like kind of the different twist on the traditional mcu stories we've seen so far because we know that the mcu is obviously established its own mythos up to this point and it's going to be interesting to see kind of how they take the characters in the different direction we obviously know that the next episode because they said this is going to be what if t'challa became star lord which will i think will be a pretty interesting and cool twist cool. but yeah that's essentially what what this show is going to be and it's probably the first marvel thing that we've gotten so far in 2021 where it's kind of exactly what i was expecting and i'm enjoying it it's it's nothing great but i'm enjoying it yeah i'm glad it's a half hour because it never really piqued my interest too much but it's just enough time to watch like right after the podcast <laughs> and uh that 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 i'm thankful for that i don't have to sit down and watch a 45 minute slog of generic yeah oh man. Uh, those last couple of episodes of falcon and winter soldier were really rough right. kind of what really i was referencing rough. there not that i'm not going to go in and give it a fair shake because there's marvel properties that are some of my favorite like things of all time like the first guardians of the galaxy but I'm glad it seems to be shorter and one of those things you don't have to take as seriously because I think I've learned a big part of my Marvel, uh, my distaste towards Marvel is like the fandom and just how aggressive they are and how they only want you to think what they think and it kind of ruins it a little bit. So I'm glad that we finally have something a little more laid back and a little more relaxed. I'm looking forward to uh, approaching it with that mentality at least. Yeah. But I'll let you guys know on uh, one of our variety streams when I finally get around to watching it, my thoughts. Well, real quick side, real quick side, pan, bun, bun, side bleh, word side pundit right there. So you you mentioned the first Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Universally across the board, everyone pretty much loves the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you've ever actually really gone into like specific thoughts, right? Like on Volume Two, because Volume Two, in a weird way, has turned out to be another one of these weirdly like kind of you know very um oh my god, fucking I can never remember the word freaking um the very very split down the middle, very um very divisive. Marvel, one of the more divisive Marvel movies. I always wanted to know, like, what's your take on Volume Two? It's fine. It's it's not necessarily the most cohesive film. Like, it feels very like it was made in pieces, uh, and and I feel like really it's just Chris Pratt and the lovable cast carrying you through that one, and just the memory and the goodwill you built up with the first one, plus another rocking soundtrack, kind of hides for a, a messy film. But it's also I think still one of the better Marvel outings because Interesting. I personally don't think Marvel is as great as everyone thinks as you guys know no disrespect I just don't really buy it as much as everyone else so yeah that's kind of my take on it yeah I'd have to rewatch the film if you want me to get super specific but like I didn't like the casting of his father I thought it was all very really strange. I felt very forced yeah I just remember leaving the theater thinking wow so I just got the second installment to one of my favorite Marvel films and one of my favorite comic book films of all time 
and it just feels like another day uh, at the at the office for Marvel. Nothing special, just mundane. And I was like, ah, oh, it's a very it's a bummer. It felt like a bummer. Interesting. So I'm gonna throw a couple what ifs your way now. So as far as sequels go, then because I'm interested in your thoughts, Guardians Volume Two or Age of Ultron? Age of Ultron's an, a phenomenal movie. I, love, I had a feeling you were gonna go yeah. there. I had a feeling you were gonna go. I there. Love okay, Spader. now I think he's so underrated, and for the, it, it's just Age of Ultron is. One of the better team up movies in my opinion. I agree. Opinion. I agree. I still, I still, I'm still, I'm so, I'm so, so glad that we're on that page together. Age of Ultron for life. Love that freaking movie. That that movie is still famously in my top ten favorite Marvel movies. And um, now here's another what if: Guardians Volume Two or The Suicide Squad. Easy. The Suicide Squad. I had that's a feeling. All right. That's that's year. really interesting. That's really interesting. Your thoughts. My my thing on Volume Two is it was a movie that I really enjoyed the first time I saw it, and then the mostly because again I was still riding the high of the first one, and then kind of like paying off all the beats. And like the subtle it was more than just the beats it was the subtle innuendo like the little jokes like right down to like Groot freezing every time Drax looked at him dancing at the beginning of volume two that carried me really through the first time and then the next couple times I watched it I like I started to gain much more of an appreciation for it yes I'll admit it is sloppy but not in the way of like a sloppy movie is it's sloppy in the way that like a James Gunn movie is where it's like okay sure not every element is going to work the best but you know damn well that like all the character work is going to be there and I think that like kind of the the underlying message right where the first one is all about the whole like him getting past his mom and then this one is about him getting past his dad like I was I really actually felt that like way more than probably just like any other superhero movie and sure Kurt Russell doesn't doesn't like look or act a whole lot like Chris Pratt but just as far as like James Gunn kind of continuing right. this is like an old James Idols. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. That makes it even more heartbreaking that it was really, yeah. really. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's a legend. But yeah, uh, hey, you I didn't know. hate it. Like it definitely got a little bit generic in the end when he kind of like became the big bad supervillain. But like I thought it was pretty good for the first two thirds. Um, and uh, yeah, just, like you said, the soundtrack and real, again, just the way it ends, obviously with the whole Yondu of it all and that whole thing. How Yondu, uh, like the fucking like B tier space pirate character that was just another shoe in from James Gunn's lifelong friend Michael Rooker, and then he has like the best arc in that entire movie. I'm like, what is going on? Why they're making me fucking cry over Yondu? And it was it was great. I I loved it. It's still for me probably number three. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, just both of them are just really really something special. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how Gunn ties it up with uh with, with Volume Three, especially with how hard he knocked it out of the park with the Suicide Squad. Like I'm looking forward to yeah. Volume Three probably more than like anything else right now. Like forget like Marvel movies just in general. Right. So before we go any further, I want to catch up on the chat, but it seems like the Suicide Squad is definitely going to come up. So first of all, we got Stranger Boy. Yes, Eric. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate that a lot. And you're a big part of this, too, dude. You always come back and it's it's always great to have you. So thank you, Jay. Jay says he's been building up his 4K collection. Okay. Nice, Just got nice. the steel book of National Lampoon's Animal House and Snatch. Cool. Some solid films right there. Really two Check solid that, movies. Man. Hope you're enjoying that. Matt saying Age of Ultron was crap. Matt, I'm telling you, give it another <laughs> chance, man. Give it another chance. Matt, Matt, listen, I will give Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 another shot if you give wow. Age of Ultron wow. another that's shot. The, that's, that's high, that's man. You, you let me know if you want to take me up on that offer. We need to go in fully objective uh, and, and, and unbiased. Age of Ultron rewatch, perchance? <laughs> uh, Luke saying volume two is the number two MCU film. Okay, What's your number I one, Luke? Disagree with that, but 
it's, it's your opinion. Snow saying, although it's not Marvel, but it's DC. Did you guys watch the new Suicide Squad? How'd you feel about the giant starfish fight? <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, yeah, where, sure. that's where they go with it. Um, uh, just to put it out there, we're not Marvel or DC. We're kind of both on fall on either side of the aisle. Like Chris is more definitely DC oriented. I like to think of myself as perfectly right in the middle. I like the good stuff from both and I hate the bad stuff from both because if y'all think that Marvel doesn't have as much crap as DC is, you're sorely mistaken because, oh man, just look at some of those mid-2000s Marvel movies. But um, what's it called? Uh, watched the Suicide Squad. It was fantastic. Yeah, the Suicide Squad. The thing that's killing me too is like the amount of people who like didn't watch it like immediately. I'm like, man, I'm like, that just proves my point even further. That, like maybe this movie wasn't going to have like the success that we would have hoped even in a normal, even in if it was like a normal time because like I'll admit like the outreach for this movie is a lot less than I thought it was going to be. And the problem is like it's sort of starting to make sense the more and more I see about it. It's like not as much word of mouth because not as many people were initially attracted to see it. They, they WB did not do a good job of really differentiating whether whether it was a reboot or a sequel. And they got to stop depending on Harley Quinn as a draw. I'm sorry, that's two movies in a row now. Harley Quinn is not, as a character, is not enough of a draw as it is shown, you know? But I still thought it was her best performance. And, and, oh, no, and I'm not talking performance-wise. I'm talking as like from a, from a box office draw um, is what I'm saying. Like the first one, at the end of the day, the first one still had Will Smith, who can still pretty much sell a movie on name alone. Yeah, I, I feel that. Um, so Snow said that she thought it was better than the first Suicide Squad, which yeah. I feel like everyone thinks that. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of the, the going consensus. Is, the problem is not everyone's seen it, but, you right. know. Um, or Luke says, or as they call it in Laffey, a Suicide Squad, the new mission. Okay. I, I love all those just have, like, just completely different titles for movies in, in different nations. That always makes me, that always gives me a good chuckle. Um, Matt's, that, that's on, uh, <laughs> Matt's on a DC high right now after the yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, dude, DC He's has some good stuff. One. It's just Marvel's kind of crushing it, obviously, so they get yeah. a little overshadowed, but... You know, if, you, if people who have actually watched Suicide Squad seem to like it. Yeah. Uh, the, okay, so Jay's got his steel book of Howard the Duck. Hell yeah. Yes. Some people yes. never understand. I understand, yes. Jay. Every, we, we, understand. we understand. We uh, understand. Matt Matt, and I have a deal. So you know what we'll have to do? We'll have him on a Friday night variety stream and we All both right. have some time to watch it. Nice. And we will. I'm going to moderate. I'm going to moderate. I, yo, next debate perchance? If Matt, if Matt wants to, Bro, um, I was about to say the idea wheels yeah. are thinking. The idea wheels are thinking. Next debate, I w- I would happily host because I love Age of Ultron, but like I see the problems with it. Here's what I'll say: We know how to reach Matt, so we'll you know. uh, we'll reach out <laughs> to him off. Uh, I love off, that setup. I love it. You automatically throw out the wrestling prompt there. You're like, all right, he knows where to find us. Let's go. Matt, gotta, gotta hype um, it up somehow. Luke says his number one is Homecoming. Okay. Yeah, Luke loves homecoming. But I can see it. Yeah, makes sense. He just started Doom Patrol. Pretty decent so far. I have yeah. not watched that. I have no interest to watch that. But keep me posted because you might convince me otherwise. Yeah, it's weird. Both that and the Titan show that were previously on the DC Universe and they got moved over to HBO Max. Both of those shows have been getting like a lot of love. Like we obviously know Professor Pat, friend of the channel, my talking TV, co- my talking Thrones co-host, um, of loves the Doom Patrol. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I watched the first episode of Titans. I watched. Sorry, I should say I watched the first couple minutes of the opening of Titans. Part of it was a little bit generic. Uh, you know, kind of the TV effect of it all kind of were showing their head you know the had a little bit of some ozark color palettes for it right there but honestly i didn't hate it as much as i thought i would i'm like okay this definitely isn't a cw thing at least not yet you know so i'm like i'm, I'm if i if i ever get a chance to get into it I, I will give it the benefit of the doubt because you know i've, I've always loved the teen titans and i've always wanted to see them you know d- done some yeah. justice in live action form even though they haven't gotten it yet oh, but yeah. uh, but so, so uh i want to keep i want to keep going here because the chat is just going off 
And I think this would be a great time to kind of announce some light Shocktober details. And Stranger Boy just happens to ask a question. So, Dom, I want you to read this question out loud and then let Stranger Boy know what's going on. Are we going to (laughs) watch Halloween Kills in October? Well, funny you should ask. So I don't know if you've been keeping up with some of the stuff that we've been advertising on the channel lately. But the thing that we are doing officially for Shocktober this year, if we have not... Um, what's it called? You know, if, if you haven't caught it yet, you know, in honor of, sh- of how much of a success Shocktober was last year, we are going to be doing this time our next first time watch series during the month of October, you know, not only in the month of October, but starting actually this week, t- uh, two nights from now, Wednesday, and going all the way up until the weekend that Halloween Kills comes out, which I also think is the weekend that they move Venom to do as <laughs> Venom Let There Be Carnage 2 as well. But uh, that's that's a different podcast where we are going to be watching a week. Very similar to what we did with the Fast and Furious first time watch. A new Halloween movie each week. And the best part is we're only doing the sequels. We're not doing the first movie because we did that last year. And we're not doing the reboot. We're doing every movie from Halloween 2 in 1981 to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 released in 2007. Oh, I think it's like. Eight sequels, I want to say. And oh, man, if you thought you do something, you got to do it right. Of course, we got to do it right. And all I'm going to say is that from what I've heard about this slasher franchise is that if you guys think that the worlds of DC franchise is inconsistent, incoherent, and makes no sense, same thing with the original X-Men movies, oh, boy, you guys are in for a ride is all that I'm going to say. Because just the reading that I've been doing, it really is, Chris, from what I've heard, like a choose-your-own-adventure sort of a deal where the franchise resets itself every couple movies. Every time the studio wants to keep it going, certain artists come back, they pick and choose. They've got a movie where, where that Ving Rhames is, not Ving Rhames, they've got a movie with LL Cool J, they've got a movie with Busta Rhymes, they had a really weird phase where they were doing it rappers, I'm assuming it was the late 90s when they did that, now we've got the reboots coming out, and it's just going to be, oh, man. I'm, the Rob Zombie movies, I already know, are going to be a completely different animal. Like, I'm excited so for it. on the Rob Zombie movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be it's going to be extremely wild. It's going to be insane. Chris is definitely, I, I mean, I don't know. Chris definitely had more to say on it than in the last one than I did, only because I was just kind of like just trying to, you know, react to Halloween 2. It was like, oh, wow, this is like actually works really well as a follow-up to part two, part one. But, like, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be wild. And if you guys definitely want some, you know, that's where, you know, some Halloween festivities, that's where it's going to be those are starting this coming wednesday they're going to roll out every single wednesday up until the next halloween movie it's certainly going to be interesting we cannot wait to hear your guys feedback and thoughts on it it's and going to be- of course as always we have other surprises which we won't reveal right now for shocktober as well it's going to be a jam-packed month same as it was last year on the channel and with that being said if you guys right now would not mind giving this video a thumbs up hitting the like th- that little weird kind of bell next to the subscribe button and the subscribe button. It all helps us so much grow because there's actually a statistic. Did you know that 0.2% of your overall... Yeah, yeah. 0.2% of your overall YouTube views are oh. from people who aren't subscribed to your channel. And honestly, that 0.2% might seem small, but if you guys subscribe, that's going to be a little bit of a boost for us. So we'd really appreciate that. So please help us out. It, it would it would mean the absolute world. And it would just get more eyeballs on this debate that Matt has now agreed to. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be awesome. awesome. It's going to be wait, awesome. We're gonna we've, been, we, we've been waiting to bring debates back to the channel for a while. We haven't done them since, one since fall of 2020. And we really want to bring those back. Uh, Chris, a couple of people are dropping some of their favorite movies of the year so far in yeah, the chat. I just wanted to bounce off that. that. Yeah, that. Stranger Boys, three favorite movies of the year. Number three, Army of the Dead. Good choice. Number two, Mitchell's vs. the Machines. Yes, someone else has seen that movie and understands just how amazing that movie is. And number one, Fear Street, 94. Yeah, real quick, Chris, have you watched any of the Fear Street movies? I feel those, those had a brief minute when all three of those dropped. So I'm saving that up 
for when Halloween comes. I'm I'm like I've I kind of silently in my brain make a list of the schlockiest schlock that gets hyped throughout the year. That's horror, and I kind of just wait to watch it around Halloween because it's nice. Like I will watch a few bad horror films because I need to do that around Halloween, but I don't want to watch all the bad ones throughout the course of the year, you know? So I kind of like, okay, this fear street series got a little hype, but what's next? You know, I have some time until October, then I'll pick like the, like the worst three and watch them all. That's kind of how I do it. So they're on my radar for what I, I, I assume they're bad. I mean, Netflix pumped them out back to back to back. Yeah. That was I crazy. I'm like, like, damn, they're releasing a the whole trilogy. Team. So in like yeah. 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 So crazy. I don't look if, Stranger Boy, let me know if I'm just being like, just, you know, edgelord central over here about it. But I just, listen, I just, I can't assume they're good and they're going on my mental list of like, cool, I'm going to need some fun schlock to watch when the leaves start falling off the trees and there. So that's what I'm saving them for at the very least. Does that make sense, Dom? Yes, absolutely. I absolutely get where you're coming from as far as Halloween goes. And make sure that you add Willy's Wonderland to that as well because, oh man, guys, I I literally finished that right before, like about like, 15 minutes before we went live at Obed, all I got to say is, what a movie. Joe, you missed, you missed out. Like that, uh, that, that guy that you interviewed, the director, Kevin Lewis, that man created a gem is all that I'm going to say to that movie. If you guys love schlock and you love Nicolas Cage in schlock, all that I'm going to say is you guys will freaking love this movie is all that I'm going to say. Hang on, though. Guy at the movies did do an interview. Yes, he did. The creator. So yes, we should he did. Shout out, shout out the homie, a big supporter of the show, a friend of the show. So yeah, I'm glad you finally watched that. Snow gets it. 2% does add up, guys. Hit it that does. like button and subscribe because 2% over the course, if I got 2% of all the people that favorited my tweets since I've had Twitter for 10 years, I'd probably finally be at over 1,000. 10 years? Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry. That sounds I don't awful. use it that often. I don't. I've, I've, often I've made my Twitter in 2016, and I've used it consistently. I think of I was I was on it pretty consistently in 2016 and 17, and then I stopped using it in 2018. And I just actually was looking at my personal Twitter the other day for the first time in three years. So that was definitely that was definitely interesting. <laughs> uh, but Luke just shouted out his three favorite movies of the year. Number three, The Suicide Squad. Why is it so low? Number two, The Snyder Cut, and number one, Free Guy. Yes, Free Guy. Another movie that I watched recently. A lot better than I thought it was going to be. It's not the best movie of the year, and it's still got, like, certain things that hold it back and show, oh, okay, this was clearly written by a guy from Hollywood, but, like, it definitely had a, a, its fair share of charming moments. I think the plot was sweet enough. Ryan Reynolds was great playing against hype. It was really, really refreshing to see that. And the visuals were used just well enough that it didn't feel, like, nauseating. So, and they threw in a couple a couple of good digs at Disney as well, like, kind of fully self-aware there. So, I, I it, oh, yeah. it, was, it was good for what it is. I definitely think, again, Sean Levi, the director, he's also one of the executive producers of Stranger Things as a guy who has been known for making some of the best, most heartwarming family comedies. He made Cheaper by the Dozen with Steve Martin. He made all three of the Night of the Museum movies. The most underrated trilogy ever because each and every one of those movies are fantastic. Like, this guy knows what he's doing, and I'm, it was really glad to see that of all the directors that have kind of been screwed by, you know, the tra- the latest transition in Hollywood to see he still got his touch. So that that was that was really refreshing to see. Um, to Real quick. I want to uh, ask Snow something. So she said, honestly, there was a new vampire movie that trended on Netflix called Blood Red Sky. Don't watch. I appreciate the warning. But let me ask you this, Snow. 
after that conversation, they were, I told you that I seek out these terrible movies to watch at oh, least two man. or three around Halloween. Do I put that on my radar? Because it did trend, right? So it got a little popular. Like, it, do I it, oh, yeah, it was more than a little. It was like, trending. It was definitely trending for yeah. a minute. So let me know if that should be on my radar for like the bad movies I'm purposely going to put myself through around oh, October. Man. Because I'd oh, be curious man. to know. Dom, you should take this one, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I have not seen The Godfather Code of the Death of Michael Corleone yet. Again, I had a very strict thought process on director's cuts up until earlier in the year when I saw the Snyder Cut. I've been meaning to give it a check. I've been meaning to check it out. But I need to wait until I do my Godfather rewatch, Jay. That's what I'm going to say. Because I haven't done my Godfather rewatch in quite a, in quite a while. And I have to do that first for before that. I have to watch the original trilogy as it is. Because fun fact, I do not hate part three. I actually really, really enjoy part three. Because the thing about part three is the parts of that movie that are good are fucking incredible and it just because it's gotten to that point now where i love the godfather franchise so much that i'm willing to excuse the bad elements even though they are bad sophia coppola that movie oh oh man but like i still think that there are some really really awesome elements in that but definitely if you guys want to watch like a really entertaining podcast just in general go and listen i usually don't bring up the again i should say that i bring up the rewatchables all the time on this podcast but if you're gonna listen to one rewatchables (laughs) episode go and listen to their episode on the, the godfather three just for if for nothing else for Jay for Chris Ryan's impression of the fucking Catholic priest that Michael that Michael talks with in that movie and who's later revealed to be his enemy in that movie because it is priceless and it is an impression for the ages. So, uh, Matt, uh, Chris, I don't know about you, but I feel like it's time to talk about this. It, 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 we, we have we, we again we had a brief minute. We weren't talking about Bad Batch for a couple of weeks, but the Bad Batch finale. I mean, it was never going to be a Clone Wars finale, but as far as first off, just the fact that it got the season two renewal, I'm like, let's fucking go. And this this finale really was kind of the part two to the incredible setup from part one. But Chris, I don't know about you. This was a banger finale. I fucking loved every single minute of it from the part one all the way to the part two. Everything going on with Crosshair, how they wrapped up his arc in like a really interesting, satisfying way that I was not at all expecting. The action still up to another level. I mean, it was it was everything I wanted and more. And the fact that they held it for suspense and we're getting season two, I'm like, let's fucking go is all that I got to say to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm going to answer right after this. Eric, thanks for tuning in, dude. About to head to bed, and he just wanted to stop by and congratulate us. Thank you, man. We appreciate that you love watching your content. We love making it for you, and we love that you're here, man. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And keep tuning in to Talking Thrones, Eric, if you haven't, because it's only ramping up for here, <laughs> halfway through season two. And uh, yeah, so Bad Batch finale, man. Um, I guess Luke's right. It is no Duel of the Fates live That's tape. That's for sure, but I don't think anything's ever going to quite recreate yeah, that bad. Yeah. That was a moment. That was a special that, moment. That was a moment, but I will say that. I really enjoyed this show. Like even the episodes that were quote unquote filler or less, uh, I guess, consequential to the overarching Star Wars mythos, they still really got me. The character of Omega won me over almost instantly. And it's that type of character that Disney has to create that I normally always hate. And so for that to happen, like that's just right here, how you know that Filoni is the savior of Star Wars, man. And I thought it was incredible to sort of see what happens to the Kaminoans and watch their downfall. I've, I was always infatuated with Kamino as a kid. I thought it, it looked so cool and I loved the whole facility in, in the Attack of the Clones movie. It was just awesome. And so it was just cool to kind of live in that space a little bit and just sort of see how for as smart and intelligent as the clones are, they're still, you know, they just don't get that the Empire is just going to throw them away. And it's sad yeah. because the clones really fought so hard for the galaxy and they end up on the wrong side just by following orders 
because it's their nature. And you feel for the clones, you know? Like, I love the clones, man. They're out there fighting with the Jedi, saving the galaxy from the, uh, you know, the Federation. And then the, the switch gets flipped on them and they, it's not their fault. But it's like, yeah. it, it's, it's just really cool. It, it was beautiful, too. You could tell the budget was increased for those last two episodes. Yeah. It looked so stunning it and looked so amazing. good. Amazing. And, and dude, were you, real quick, sorry to interrupt your thoughts, but were you getting like, major like flashback like fucking nostalgia vibes when they were cutting across all the different facilities on Camino. I'm like how is this movie making me nostalgic for Attack of the Clones? The worst yeah, of the prequels. What is going on? Like it this amazing. is incredible. So incredible. I'm, I'm, I am 100% fired up for Bad Batch Season 2. Oh man. I cannot wait to see where these guys go next. I think this show is something special and it keeps us in that Clone Wars feeling and that's the thing I think I'm the most... Yes. Absolutely. As like a de facto Clone Wars season eight, like as like a direct continuation, then that's obviously going to continue to lead us over the next couple of years, at least until Rebels. Like I am all on board. This show was everything. This show was kind of the, in a way the opposite of the last season of Clone Wars, and it, but it was so much more than that. Like the last season of Clone Wars was something that I was was something that I thought I would never get, and then when I got it, it was everything that I wanted and more. And this season was something that I was not expecting to get. I'm like, well, I'm like, okay, the Bad Batch, okay, of course they kind of work as like this backdoor pilot, and then it was just so much better than I would have thought. And again, just it continues to add more and more context on top of the clones, who you can tell are a subset of characters in the Star Wars universe that Filoni cares for very, very much. And this, it was just everything that I wanted and more. The animation was absolutely impeccable. The, the characterization was great. The wrap-up of the arcs was great. Kind of showing where they're going to go going forward. Like, potential connections to Mandalorian pending. Like, I'm all on board for everything that they have going forward. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, with that being said, let's turn to the chat a bit. Stranger Boy's asked some questions. He said, thoughts on Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Well, Stranger Boy, I believe you were Funnily there. Enough, but if you didn't know, we did a, a, a watch-along on AJ's channel when we did our collaboration event, Shocktober, last year. So you can go and watch us literally watched that movie together and the conversations we had for it were awesome and funny but yeah tucker and dale vs evil is like i think it's a really fun cool little movie like it's 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 got a vibe and it's got heart and it's it's a fun one to revisit from time to time that's for sure i really oh, enjoyed man. that film it's not like an all-time favorite of mine but it's a blast and you can't that say was it. that was probably like of all the first time watches that we did of all of the for the for the shocktober watch alongs that we did last year that was probably my favorite i mean don't get me wrong i loved Candyman just for the amount of the amount that i made fun of Candyman, but also just kind of marveling at the like wow this is like way more of an art film than i thought it was going to be saw was like a really refreshing rewatch i'm glad that i rewatched that because it totally warped my perspective on that movie and maybe realize oh no this movie's actually kind of really fucking great and then the tucker and dale was just a blast it was so much fun because i just i think i just watched it like a couple of nights before and it was just fucking hilarious it was everything that i had ever wanted from like a horror parody and more because you guys know how i've made it no secret how much i love cabin in the woods and like i am much more of a fan of horror parodies than actual horror movies itself and so just and that was a movie that felt like it was made specifically for me and it just worked in every single possible way Alan yeah. Tudyk and Tyler Labine, underrated pairing. I even famously, even though it was kind of a joke, kind of an F you at Inception, but like I knocked Inception out of my top 10 favorites from 2010. So, I mean, that should tell you how awesome that movie is. But yeah. uh, now, speaking of less awesome movies, um, Stranger Boy wants most to forgotten know. Of the year. Um, most I got mine, but I don't know. I still have a soft spot for Cherry. It's not the best movie. It wasn't, it certainly was problematic at points, but like as far as showing the Russo's continuing ambition as filmmakers, I, I didn't hate it as much as everyone else. And I don't think it deserved the flack that it got. It wasn't the best movie of the year, but I still think it had promise. 
I would say forgotten about to me, it felt like there was so much hype for the Green Knight, and then it came out, and it was just instantly dead. Yeah. Not that I've even seen it. I'm just talking about movies that peaked the zeitgeist for a second, and then fell out of it. Like, it's strange. Suicide Squad hasn't been seen by many people, but it's just dominating in the pop culture right now, whereas everyone was like, oh my god, A24 is doing something nuts with this Green Knight movie. We all and couldn't wait to see it, right? And then it just disappeared. Like, is there anything else like that you can think of? Only thing that I can think of, but th- but that's the interesting thing because I don't even know if this movie technically had a moment, but is probably not Mortal Kombat because people still talked about that. Let me just consult my list here just to make sure I'm we not need missing to go, any. I think to properly answer this, you need to talk about a movie that had a lot right. of buzz and then instantly died. There oh, was Buzz I, for Cherry. There was Buzz for Cherry and it kind of died was. Right, so then I guess technically Malcolm and Marie wouldn't really count because Malcolm and Marie kind of like, that, was, that, was, that, that wasn't even really that's talking not, about that much. I don't much. think that qualifies. So yeah. I guess then for me, it would probably have to be Spiral because no one's really talked about that movie Another since it one? came out. Yeah, uh, Spiral. Oh, actually, you know what? No, not Spiral. I know which one. The Little Things. The Little Things um, with Denzel Washington. It came out at the beginning right, yeah. of the year. It had a brief minute on social media because everyone was like talking about how bad it was. They were criticizing Rami Malek, and rightfully so, and they were talking about how oddly, like weirdly interesting Jared Leto was in that movie. But for me, that would probably be that movie, The Little Things. I haven't forgotten about it, but I know that you know the internet has a lot shorter memory of a memory than I do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious if anyone in the chat thinks we missed something. That's yeah. a, kind of a fun question. I like that. And yeah. guys, we have a few. We have uh, about 20, 30 minutes left here. Uh, any questions? Let us know. Yeah. Oh, Luca. Stranger Boy. Luke is yeah, another to, good one. To answer that question, parents are still talking about that. I, I've, I've heard a couple of parents in my in my store that I work in um, that have, have been talking about Luca on Disney+. Plus. So uh, the, the, there is a little bit talk, but again, it's because... And this just pisses me off to no end. It's like, okay, so the, the regular Disney movies are getting the thirty ninety nine treatment on Disney Plus, but the Pixar movies are getting dropped for free. It goes to show how they really, you know, care about, you know, their artists. If anything, I would say that Pixar would have the biggest reason to file a lawsuit on Disney, but you know, they don't want to get blacklisted like Scarlett Johansson. So, you know. Yeah. The, they're kind of no uh any hype for Candyman. Uh yes and no, kind of Let's call it a healthy skepticism going in. It looks fun in a schlocky way, but I have a bad feeling that it's going to try and be another kind of quote-unquote woke message movie, and that's the part that I'm not looking forward to at all. I'm glad that Jordan Peele did a once-over for the script. That makes me happy, but it still doesn't make me happy the fact that, okay, this is another... This this is like another first time a director with Nia DaCosta, and she's immediately directing a Marvel movie after this. Not only a Marvel movie, but a sequel to one of the worst received Marvel movies with the Captain Marvel sequel. Yikes is all that I have to say about that. Okay. Yeah, no, for me, I think the first one is so good, and I loved it so much. So it's got big shoes to fill. Honestly, and and that's really where I'm leaving it at. You know, I'm 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 excited to get back to spooky season, especially because already behind the scenes, as we told you guys earlier, we're working towards that type of content. So I'm really in that headspace again. But there's a healthy bit of skepticism because the first one left them, like I said, with big shoes to fill, and I hope they get it done because it would be nice to see a good sequel. I feel like I haven't seen one in the horror realm in quite some time at least from my personal tastes and what I've seen again, as someone who does love horror, but is still very much so exploring a, a lot of it as time goes on. So yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic is, is where I'll leave it at. Uh, Snow wants to know, and I've never even heard of this film. So I, I suppose this is one for you, Dom. Did I've you never even film? heard of this movie. I have no idea what this movie is. I'm going to look this up real quick. Okay. Cause I, I like to know about movies that I've never heard of, but uh <laughs> I'll definitely yeah, have to know what you find. About yeah, that. I will. The Empty Man from 2020. It is a horror thriller starring. Ooh, um, what's his name? James Badge Dale, underrated actor. I like that guy. 
um, what's it called? Uh, directed, uh, written, directed, and edited by David Pryor based on the Colin Bunn and Vanessa R. Del Rey's graphic novel of the same name. It follows an ex-cop who, upon investigation of a missing girl, discovers a secret cult. Interesting. I heard nothing about this movie. Uh, it was filmed in August of 2017. Wow. But it received poor scores at test screenings. And then, obviously, 20th Century Fox lost faith in the product. And then we all know what happened with Fox. So it theatrical release in the U.S. in October 23rd, 2020, but was considered a rough edit by the director. And it received mostly negative reviews, but it has since gained a cult following. Interesting. Okay. I might actually have to you check that have, one out. Yeah, I might have to add that to my, like, yeah. skeptical, sketchy, schlocky horror list. <laughs> Check this out. You know, we were talking earlier about how, like, in Latvia, it's they have that alternate title for the Suicide Squad. And this is another kind of interesting thing. It's funny to see how different, even though we all follow the same pop culture zeitgeist, how how different situations are handled. Luke says they might not be showing Candyman in Latvia, or at least it's not on the theater's websites. Keep keep us posted on that. That's that's interesting. I I wonder if there's a reason why. That sounds strange to me because it's kind of pegged as one of the kind of bigger horror films of the year right. so that's a little strange to me but yeah, yeah that is definitely interesting yeah and then um what's it called uh stranger boy also had another question but uh interesting oh, they didn't, didn't get, get old, old you didn't either. miss much huh. yeah you, you didn't miss much there i mean if you're a low-key Shyamalan fan like me it's definitely interesting to watch but like you didn't miss much there is all it, that i got to say it was not only my worst movie of the year it's it's debatable for the one of the worst and most unenjoyable theater experiences I've ever had in my life that's crazy I mean oh man that's crazy I mean I'm, I'm, don't be wrong. I didn't like it that much you, it's not because the audience was bad it's not because the popcorn was stale or the drink was flat it's because the movie was just awful that's crazy that's insane like I don't be wrong. I didn't like it but like that wasn't like that wasn't even close to my worst year. like Space Jam was way worse than anything I could have seen in that movie Freaky Happy Death Day Happy Death Day in a landslide Freaky in my opinion is incredibly overrated I think it plays into a lot of it falls into what I've called the subject of Blumhouse teen movies and Blumhouse has not made a good teen movie yet case in point Truth or Dare the, the Black Christmas remake and the Craft remake is all that I have to say there Happy Death Day doesn't really count because that was in college but even still Happy Death that they like the only one that like actually has like some interest and thought put into it freaky the only thing that that has going for it is vince vaughn's performance and the kills that's all that that movie has going for it yeah i uh haven't seen either so uh, that's why i knew i would pull yeah. that one up happy that day is fun happy that day is fun i think i think you would get a kick out of it i wanted to watch that one ex-soviet country type thing okay yeah all right that, that makes sense makes a little more sense but at least you uh can enjoy some good content. Have you been to any conventions? What, like a Comic Con or something? I'm I assuming that's what he would be. Yeah, right? a couple times, a couple times. I went to Comic Con twice in 2015 and 2016. Haven't been since then. Uh, I'll admit the problem was that the days that I could go weren't really like the days where like a lot of the big stuff was happening. So it's a lot of the luster was kind of lost. I mean, you know what it is. It's like the whole thing about conventions is that for me, it takes a very special and specific kind of a person that could go to conventions year after year after year. I feel like if you're kind of just like a more casual guy like me, like I get a lot more out of like going to film festivals because that to me is like okay that's where you like you get to see the movie for the first time you get to meet the artists you get to see the creators it's like you're one of the first people to get to see that movie like that to me is where it's like the real incentive is that you know because the thing because the problem to me is that for me if you miss all the big stuff at comic-con the like like you're okay so you're waiting in a sweaty and like in a really really poorly manned 
and, and, and you know, and poorly run convention center, things break down all the time, and oh, to get like a couple seconds of footage, like it's cool, like the first couple times, but after a while, to me at least, you get you get sick of it. So I'll admit, like conventions definitely don't have the same kind of effect on me as they used to. What about you, Chris? Conventions, no, but I do love going to the Renaissance Fair. <laughs> that's something. I mean, I'm that's something, you, that's something you you gotta go into. Like, I'm sorry, you you brought that up. You I I, I don't know if you've got over it in, in, on the podcast, but like, explain that to me, because like when I found that out about you, that was one of the things where I'm like, I had to do a double take. I'm like, wait, what? Just like one of those things where I'm like, explain. Oh, like, great. I need to know it, more. You go on the Oktoberfest weekend. It's awesome. They have all these different meads and ciders. Um, you dress up, and it's just a lot of fun. You know, you eat turkey legs. It's it's a good time. I mean, yeah. I'm more of a concert goer when I go to big crowded events, but you know, my uh, closest thing to a convention would be a Renaissance fair. But personally, I don't feel like I need to be in person to, uh, yeah, I. AJ's I, response was priceless. I'm sorry, that was that was perfect. That was the perfect response. AJ, I'll uh, I'll text you later on. I'll text you my plans for this year. They're going to be bigger <laughs> and better than ever, but they're not quite. The oh, best also, you, you got you got to, you got to text me those Renaissance Day fairs too because I I might have to make a special guest appearance in town in order to go to one with you because I did make you a promise last year that if we were actually able to go to a Renaissance fair this coming year that I was going to go with you. So <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll let you know. And AJ, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. And you've been a big part of this, and collaborating with you has been awesome, as well as so many of our fellow collaborators in the chat. And uh, thanks for tuning in tonight, brother. It means a lot. Absolutely, Stranger Boy. He watched The Quiet Place too, and he liked it, but he wasn't crazy about it. That's so, I liked so it a lot. That, that's so interesting, though, because like everyone that I've been seeing talking about, I saw another guy post earlier today. It's like, man, people just cannot get into Quiet Place Part 2 the way that they did Part 1. And I'm like, man, that's fascinating to me because I love Part 2 so much more than Part 1. Oh, no, you did it again. You hit the pedal again. Oh, it wasn't the pedal. Streamyard just decided to hit mute. Oh, Streamyard just decided. Okay, yeah, Streamyard has been screwing with you all night tonight. You know, we probably should have switched around episode thirty, but at this point, it's just such a staple of the show to it every is. five episodes sort of blame Streamyard yeah. and and yeah. what the, what better episode to blame Streamyard? Right. I mean, again, we haven't gone live in a Monday in a minute, so yeah. Snow says a lot of remakes just aren't as good as originals. It is a great example. Um. I still have a bone to pick with that statement because again, yeah, me too. you're only I looking like at it from it. the modernist standpoint. You're only looking at it from like the amount of remakes we've been getting recently where everything is a remake. So obviously not everything is going to work because fucking just Hollywood is completely run out of ideas and is mining their entire IP in order to remake it. So that's why a lot of the remakes now don't work. But I still, I still do not buy into the statement that remakes in general don't work because again, some of the best movies that we've gotten have been remakes. Scarface with Al Pacino is a remake. The the thing from '82 is a remake. The Fly with Jeff Goldblum is a remake. Um, you know, there's countless more that I can name. There's a couple of good ones that came out earlier uh, this year. You know, trust me, there have been a lot of bad ones, but like some of the best movies ever have been remakes. That's why I still don't stand by the statement that like every the Suicide Squad, I guess you could say, is a is a de facto remake. You know, with the exception that you know they have recurring cast members from the first movie. That's the only thing that kind of throws that off. But uh, <laughs> Luke. I'm sorry, Luke, Luke, Luke's comment just fucking killed me there. The, the Ninja Turtle comment. <laughs> yeah, that's but, pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, hold on. Speaking of snow, since you were just addressing her question. Yeah. She says, LMAO, you dress up at the Renaissance Fair? I feel like you're kind of throwing some shade. Like, what's the big deal? I Is bring that shade? Land, I thought that was a given. Wait, what's wrong with... Like wait, dressing up at a Renaissance fun. Fair? That, dressing up at a Renaissance Fair, that's corny. But dressing up to go to Comic-Con, that's cool. Like, let, let, let's be real here. Yeah, if you don't dress up to the Renaissance Fair, did you really go to the Renaissance Fair? 
That's right. That's what I would say. Uh, Stranger Boy says, are you going to watch the cheap looking Don't Breathe 2? I don't know if it looks any less expensive than the first one did because the first one was low budget. My problem and why I'm kind of probably not going to watch this movie is the fact that, again, the twist at the end of the first one is that it is revealed to, is, that he is a has committed a form of sexual assault at the end. And then in this one, we're supposed to root for him as the de facto kind of quote unquote anti-hero good guy. Pass is all that I'm going to say to that. Okay. Dumb. Take this one. I feel like it's a little bit more. Blazing Samurai. I have heard a lot about this movie. This is another one of those movies that have been pushed repeatedly. Uh, it does have promise, but unfortunately, I'm not a fan of the animation studio that did it. And also the the the, I, I, the cast. I think it's another Melissa McCarthy one. So I got to say, I have to wait for footage to see if it actually, you know, is even going to get made. But yeah, I've, I've, I'll, I'll, the TBD is the answer to that one. I'll have to wait until I see some actual footage from it. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to take the moment while we're uh, caught up on comments here to just ask you guys one last time to please like, subscribe, and hit the little notification bell so you never miss when we post videos, especially since we have a lot of October plans coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. A lot of October plans. next few months. So, uh, yeah, please do that, guys. It means a lot. It really helps out the channel. And also, we haven't gone live on a, a Monday night, and this has been very delightful. We have a few more minutes here, and it's just an honor to share this 100th episode, not only Absolutely. with you, Dom, but with the people who have helped grow this thing over the absolutely, past three years. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And we're going to bring it back too. don't worry, people. We're going to start going live on Monday night soon enough. It'll 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 start to happen again. Just you wait. But uh, what's it called? But we got to wait until a certain point in order to bring it back. But Chris, before we answer some of these other questions, I just wanted to let you know at the end. Um, uh, what's it called? I definitely want to, if possible, just go over some of, uh, you know, what we have ranked uh, for like some of our favorite movies of the year so far. You know, give the audience a little taste as far as that goes for our end of the year list. But uh, sure, Stranger Boy. reveal the top five because anything outside of that is. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I, I, I like my top ten. I still don't hate my top ten of the year, but yeah, it, it, it's been a rough year for movies, to say the least, as we've made pretty obvious. But uh, Stranger Boy, uh, thoughts on the Saw films? Uh, Chris, you'll have to take that one because I've only seen the first two, but I really, really enjoyed the first one. Part two was good for a sequel, and that's it. Because again, I, I haven't, I, I'm not a guy who subjects myself to long running horror franchises. Although the, that's why Halloween is going to be so interesting for me because that's going to be the first one of these that I actually, you know, get into and do. Yeah, I think I've seen like two or three past you. And honestly, I've watched them in big groups with people, which makes it way more fun because it's uh, as innovative and groundbreaking as the first few are. They're definitely not as much as time goes on. That's uh, that's where I'll leave it because apparently people can't let this Renaissance Fair thing go. Luke says, we better go to a Renaissance Fair the day I make my way to New York. Well, here's what I'll tell you. I, first of all, would love to hang out, Luke. Absolutely. And if you come to New York, we have to hang Secondly, it runs from August to to October, so that's a short window. So if you want to go, you gotta you gotta come in around that time frame. Yes, and absolutely. So there are none of which you will ever see. That's <laughs> 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 what I'm saying. Oh so, man. Yeah. So Chris, so so we're gonna do two things before we end the night, people. So we're gonna reveal each. I'll say, Chris, you can do your top five. I'll do my top ten because I just love showing off just that way, and I love top tens for our favorite movies so far from 2021. And then we have a special surprise for you guys because Chris is gonna react to for the first time live on the channel the trailer for Nick Cage's Prisoners of the Ghost Led because this is one of those things where I saw this trailer and I'm like, this is one of those trailers that has to be seen to be believed because it looks insane. But real quick, Chris, rattle off your top five so far from 2021. All right, hang on. I got to pull my letterboxed up. But yes, I can't wait for that trailer reaction just oh, based man. on what you were telling me before Bro, the show starts. nuts. Okay. Let me just see. You know what? I'm going to give you up to my first eight because anything after that right, is just a right. filler. I'm like, I'm like, that... I know that you've seen more than five movies that you've liked so far this year. 
Yeah, but I've only seen eight that I like. So, okay. But, um, yeah, which... I'll, I'll go from eight to one to build the suspense. Okay. Coming in at number eight is the Snyder Cut. Um, All right. Number nine is Army of the Dead. So Snyder's got uh, both... You number eight, seven? Uh, eight, eight and, yeah, sorry. Eight, Snyder's got both eight and seven. Number six is Nobody. Nice. Number five is A Quiet Place Part Two. Figured that. Number four is Judas and the Black Messiah. Nice. Number three is Mainstream. Nice. The indie Andrew Garfield film. Number two is Luca. And number one is Raya in The Last Dragon. Nice. Nice. Oh, man, I forgot. The Suicide Squad didn't even make your top eight. Oh, right. I forgot to update that. Oh, man. Yeah, that's why, dude. You got to be on top of that. So that, so we'll consider that pre-Suicide Squad. We'll obviously come back to it once he's yeah, ranked Suicide, Suicide Squad. Suicide my number one. So just bump everything yeah. down, Peg. So my time. So this is actually going to shock you guys. So I got a couple of honorable mentions first. So a couple of honorable mentions that I've got. Free Guy, Godzilla vs. Kong, Green Knight, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Those Who Wish Me Dead, No Sudden Move, Mainstream, Army of the Dead, and Quiet Place Part 2. Now, my top 10 so far of the year. Number 10 is Luca. Number nine is Nobody. Number eight is Guy Ritchie's Wrath of Man, starring Jason Statham. Number seven is I Care A Lot, which came out on Netflix earlier this year. It's an awesome thriller starring Rosamund Pike. Uh, it's absolutely insane. I would definitely recommend it. Number six is a Sundance movie that I saw. It's an animated movie called Crypto Zoo. It's really trippy. It's really rough in its animation. It's not for everyone, but I would absolutely recommend it. Number five is Raya and the Last Dragon. Number four is another Sundance movie that I saw, Passing. It's a black and white film starring Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega. Number three, Mitchell's vs. the Machines, the best animated movie of the year. Number two, Judas and the Black Messiah. And number one, for my boy Gunn, The Suicide Squad. It officially took its spot in my number one favorite movie of the year. I love this fucking movie. I've seen it twice. I'm waiting to watch it for the third time just with the right group of people. It's going to be insane. I can't wait. I might actually put together a little birthday group hang in order to watch it, Chris. But Chris, on we might have to, yeah. But Chris, honor <laughs> the people. Pull out that phone and type it on YouTube. Prisoners of the Ghostland. This, oh man, people. I am here to do. I'm gonna pull it up in a browser tab so All right. I can be centered on the you camera just while be I watch. Centered it. right See? on it, people. Good again, form. you're getting a first time watch here. For uh, again, you're you're getting a first time watch on a live stream that should already like I feel like make this special enough but it's it's a first time live watch I think this is also the first time that we've done this where we do like a first time watch for a trailer on the channel I think that's the first time that we've done this but uh you ready to go yeah so count me down and I'll hit play five <laughs> now I react four three two one all right it's automatically got a vibe <laughs> A weird You're like, one. the trailer hasn't even started yet. It's already got a vibe. Oh, man. <laughs> it looks kind of cool. Oh, man. Just wait. Just wait. It's the awkward silence period that we have to break every occasionally once in a while. But this is just Chris watching the trailer. He's a lot more into it what? than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> Why would it be in that spot? There it is. There it is. Oh, man. This is incredible. Oh, man. This looks absolutely insane. I can't <laughs> wait for this. This looks unreal. Bro, and this is getting a direct to VOD. Like when, like, when this comes out, like, when this comes to VOD, we're going to be able to, like, just watch it right there. We're going to have to dedicate, like, an entire Friday night stream just to watch it. We might even have to do a podcast episode on it.
Dude, honestly, look at that. Oh my god, this is this looks amazing. Why is this not getting a theatrical release? This looks like it could be well, one of it was the greatest a, movies well, of all time. Probably well, for all the wrong reasons. Right? You know, like it could be. Yes! What is going on with this? Bro. Oh nice. man. He spoke. That's cool. He sounded good. He's actually he sounded like this Nick. Trailer. There's oh. samurais, there's weird technology, there's neon lights. I mean, you got me. Oh, man. You got me. There's cybernetic stuff. I mean, <laughs> money going all over the place. You got me. This is my kind of movie. I feel like Pat is going to love this Pat movie. Pat is going to fucking love this movie. Pat the first time I saw this, the, I saw this trailer and then my immediate first thought was Pat is going to fucking love this movie. Wow. I'm really glad I got to, <laughs> I can't wait to go back and watch me react to this. This is... <laughs> This is everything film school says not to do, and I love it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This is everything film school says to do. People just don't do it. I yeah, that okay, wow. Cannot <laughs> wait for that. So that's now my most anticipated movie of one of <laughs> Yo, so. you ready for this? That movie played at Sundance. That movie played at a legitimate one of the most acclaimed film festivals in the world. Amazing. I love Amazing. that. Amazing. Oh and man. God bless, uh, God bless Nicolas Cage and whoever and whoever like made that movie because it looks fucking insane. It's from the same studio dude that did Colorado Space, so makes sense. Absolutely. So, so we plan on covering the new season of the oh, Witcher. Oh well we will cover the new season of The Witcher, most definitely. It's definitely gonna be a lot of stuff uh well, you know, I think very discussion worthy, especially and since love it. That is very true. Yes. And especially since it kind of became like a low key, like hyped up Netflix watch too when when it came out. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, man, I had one last thing planned, and I just wanted to say happy birthday. Don yes. turns 24 tomorrow. Yes, I so do. That's that's really cool. And uh, cheers to another good year, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm well, very glad to be your friend. I love that we've done this journey together. It's insane that we could go live on a Monday night and have people yeah. join a chat and hang out with us. And it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's fun doing this, man. And cheers to many more good years and many more good podcasts. Yeah, man. Hey, man. All I know is that if you could have told me back in 2016, when I first met you, that this is where the future of our friendship was going to be, I would have said, you're crazy. I just want to talk about movies. And now look where I am. You've, you've given me exactly the outlet that it is that I would have wanted. So thank you. I, I couldn't have asked for, again, tomorrow, technically my birthday, or I guess in an hour, technically my birthday, but like, I, I couldn't have asked for a better podcast host, just a better friend, just in general, someone who's been there with me through thick and thin and uh yeah it's uh, you know i'm looking forward to many more years of many more incredible podcasts with you so it's it's, it's gonna be awesome is all that i have to say so thank you and yes so bad it's crazy to be 24 that's all i'm gonna say I, that, that that part i'm still getting used to because this, this is the part <laughs> where it's like okay 22 23 that was whatever but 24 that's when i'm like oh man mid-20s damn i mean you, you i mean you 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 can tell me from experience but like what i'll say is First of all, I agree with everything you just said. I'll echo that sentiment. And I think to add anything to it would just dilute the uh, the purity of it. But I will say 24 is the first age where you kind of start thinking a little differently, at least if you're anything like me, which we have some stuff in common. I like that they were pretty similar. What is it that Pat said? Pat, sorry, Pat was sort of hanging out with us again after like the immediate intensity of the pandemic. It was like, oh, wow, you, you could have fooled me. You could have told me that Chris and Dom arguably spent more time together during the pandemic, not less. And it's like, well, we kind of did, so... Yeah, man. Hey, we're hanging out right now with everyone in the chat and as well as each other. And it's great community. I love being here. It's uh, it makes it makes life just a little bit more fun. So Absolutely. thanks, everyone Absolutely. out there. Thank you, Dom. 
What a hell of a hundredth episode. What a hell of an episode, dude. It's everything that I could have possibly wanted and more. All I'm going to say is, again, I represented the Water Tribe, but I can't wait till we're actually wearing Talking TV themed shirts, which we're going to get going sooner rather than later. Soon you guys will be able to wear some Talking TV merch. But in the meantime, you guys continue can continue to show your support for us by, again, continue to leave those comments in the comment section below. Clicking the like button, clicking the subscribe button. It is just so tremendously helpful to us in order to continue to allow us to give the content to you, the people that deserve it. Again, the subscribe button, the like button. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Talking TV Podcast, where I post each and every single day. Chris, where can the good people find you? They can find me on social media, all the same places as our podcast, at Christian Ivanko. Ivanko spelled E-V-A-N-K-O. I make music, which you can find through the link in my bio. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, YouTube Music, all that type of stuff. Anywhere you can find music, you can find my music. Hit that link in my bio, as well as my other podcast called Talkin' with Andrew and Chris. Talkin' spelled the same way we spell it here, which is a show about life, music, and everything in between. Again, available in all the same places you can find the Talkin' TV podcast. So I hope to see you guys there. And of course, I hope you guys follow Dom. First of all, follow him and wish him a happy birthday tomorrow. But Dom, what's the most recent sarcastic entry in your uh, as you make your way through the world of social media? Uh, nothing yet. I haven't posted on there in a minute. I think it's mostly just movie news. But of course, you guys can follow me making as many sarcastic posts on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I did recently make the first tweet that I've made in three years recently on there. So you can follow me on all three of those places at Movie Nerd Reviews, all one word. Follow me on my letterbox where I just recently posting my reviews for free guy and willie's wonderland i've always i'm always posting reviews i'm always working on stuff on the side chris you'll be happy to know the writing bug it is officially coming back so be be, be expecting some stuff from me sooner rather than later is all Hell i'm yeah. gonna say but thanks again to all of you guys you guys have truly made this probably one of the best early birthday presents and one of the best just streams that we've had in general in a while so as always people say it with me you know what i'm gonna say 12 seasons in a short film Watch more fucking movies. movies. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time.